Warning, the following program is not for the weak-hearted. Those who are closed-minded, in general, you're scared to learn what's behind closed doors. Here at Sapphire's Airplay, I want you to pour the wine. Grab somebody that you want to hold on to, or better yet, get the vibrations stimulated through your body. Get ready for one hell of an orgasm in five, four, three, two, one. What is up all you sexy motherfuckers out there in Radio Land? It's your girl Sapphire. I am back closing out October. We've had a great month of content. Of course, you know, next week is Halloween, so there will be no episode. I am thrilled to bring back a returning guest. Her name is Dr. Lulu, aka the Momtrician. Thank you so much for taking time to come back. Thank you so much for having me again. I appreciate it for real. I, I appreciate you. Oh my goodness, Lulu. So you've been quite a busy woman um, this year since the last time we spoke. And to refresh everybody's memory, um, Lulu is an advocate, a doctor, a momtrician, a just a big all-around advocate for helping parents with their LGBTQ plus children, especially um, upon first time of coming out. And Lulu, since you've been on the show, I have to say a lot of parents have reached out and they wanted you to come back. And especially now when um, we came to a discussion, you know, recently we just celebrated National Coming Out Day on October 11th. This month also marks LGBTQ plus history month. And what better way to close out the month but talking about the importance of coming out or as you know now there's this new thing and maybe you've heard about it you know people are saying instead of saying coming out we should say inviting in how do you feel about that i think as a mother of a of a very smart non-binary young adult who actually challenged me first by saying mom you know whose closet is it anyway and that actually sparked my interest in writing a book called whose closet is it anyway who's who's coming out of what closet i mean who says i'm the one coming out and not you coming in or why is there any need to come anywhere in the first place so i think my my take on it is the word coming out for me because in my own podcast i talk about coming out stories and i realized that you can be coming out as gay you can be coming out as an abused woman you can be coming out as you don't want to be an employee anymore you want to own your own business anything you can be coming out of anywhere so why put it only to one group of people when for instance a woman who's been abused and decides i don't want to be abused anymore that's coming out of that person who you used to be so i think i don't, I don't know I, I don't know where the phrase came from i met the phrase and i learned what it meant to the people that it means something to but for me i have a broader view of the word coming out to not only be for people in the lgbtq space because yes i was a battered woman and i had to come out of that relationship and come out of that mindset and become the woman who is no longer battered so I look at it totally differently than the inviting in, but I like the concept of inviting in if you want people to, right? Yeah, you know, again, this is something I was just looking at with my own research. Um, now, you know, people are, are kind of battling, like you said, that term, because coming out, we can come out of anything. You just said it. We can come out of trauma. We can come out of um, eating disorders. We can come out of drug abuse. And I think now more than ever, you know what people are saying nowadays to do instead of saying coming out as gay you're inviting them in to a community because at the end of the day that is, it's not just a culture it's a community um a community that still faces a lot of adversities believe it or not we still yeah. don't have you know laws that fully protect okay. ones who are you know out in the open you know, invited into this massive community that we see on television that gets mis misrepresented all the time. You know, I love the idea. I love the concept of inviting you. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Yeah. And um, but I'm still saying that even the coming out should not be, quote unquote, demonized in a sense that you like you said, you can come out of anything, anything. Yeah. Yes. And so why don't we broaden the coming out and then also empower the other people? And now that I know the numbers that apparently up to 72% of adults in the LGBTQ plus space are bisexual, 
That means that many, many people indeed are married to the opposite gender, but they are truly bisexual. So Mm -hmm. maybe more of us need to be coming out or going in or inviting people in to the truth, the truth. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm just. Absolutely. I agree with you. Personally, for me, I have come out in various stages of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we don't you know, there's always the ongoing joke of, well, if gay people have to come out, what does that say for straight people? You know, straight mm-hmm. people are just are automatically assume that they're straight until they're mm-hmm. not. So why is it that we have to impose this whole forcing out of culture? Like I have to make an announcement to my exactly. family, to my mm-hmm. friends, you know, to my peers. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I have come out and I'm putting this in air quotes because I do hate the term because we can come out, as I keep saying, out of a lot of things. But I came out yes. as bisexual. I have I come came out, out from medicine. <laughs> yeah, right. Medicine. I came from out of college. A... But, yeah, exactly. But for me personally, for me personally, and I know that Lulu and I, we talked about this a little bit off air um, just about a week ago. But I have come out in multiple stages of my life. Yes. And I know that there are other people who resonate, you know. I'm I am bisexual, but I am more lesbian, more queer than the straight side of my sexuality. On top of that, I had to come out as polyamorous. Yes. You know, on top of that, I have to come out as a black woman on radio because sometimes people don't seem to make the connection to my voice. Oh yeah. You know, I get, so I, I totally get that. I have to come out as the mother of my LGBTQ plus child. Yes. That is a huge one. This is why I work with the parents because one of the things I don't want the parents to do is to replace their children in the so-called closet. Mm-hmm. A lot of parents are ashamed. They feel guilty. They, they have fear. They're anxious. They have a tightness in their chest to even claim to be that parent of a child who is in the queer space, which is what I prefer to look at myself as queer versus just like you, I, you know, I'm kind of like in the middle. Teeter-tottering. I feel more like, <laughs> yeah, I feel more like a lesbian. I feel more like, but you know what? Ultimately, whose closet is it anyway? It's, if it's my closet, then I should be allowed to own all of it. Everything, Absolutely. including where I want to come out, when I want to come out, to whom I want to come out, if I even ever want to come out or not. And just putting all these labels is what makes people feel othered and then they don't want to come out at all, you know? Do you think that at times, and even when you're talking to your clients who are parents, do you ever find it that, you know, the parents are the ones that might be holding them back on their own identity? You know, we've we've heard the stories that, you know, people coming out much, much later in life, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because they they felt they had to uphold a certain societal standard so you might be having a a a parent that also you know has their teen questioning their own identity but then deep down inside they're the ones that have also repressed their own identity because of the harmfulness that we have seen in society of coming out that parent was me Mm. that parent was me i came out to my dad at well i asked my dad at 16 if you know what he thought about me liking girls and my dad you know gently told me you know he didn't say anything about being wrong but he did say it's a fade you're gonna it's it's gonna pass don't worry about it you know and that was it that was my first and last time asking about that Mm. and yes i am that parent who came out at 42 after my child you know after i found out that my child is gay from when they were i don't know two years old and yes, I held out just like most people do because I'm a Catholic, because I'm a Christian, because I'm a woman, because I'm Nigerian, because of all those things. I'm a physician and all of those things. I don't want my, what, what will my patient say if, if another their doctor is gay? All of those things, which now I know looking back are lies. So I was that parent mm. that held out on my own sexuality, living my own truth. I had the worst best crush on a girl called Keisha to this day <laughs> the entire time I was married Keisha's happily married to her husband so I never told her wow. but I had the worst most intense crush on her but also I want people to know that just because you're bisexual doesn't mean you're not monogamous and a lot of people think that which is the, the whole 
you know, canceling buys is because they think just because you have, you know, I, I love me some Maurice Chestnut. And, <laughs> you know, that doesn't mean I don't, you know, I don't also like, you know, Keisha, for instance. Right. But it doesn't mean that when I'm with Keisha, I have my eyes on Maurice. No, but everyone is allowed to have, to have administrative, administrative, to had um, to have admiration. I can't speak English. To have admiration, but it doesn't mean you're going to act on it. After all, the most adultery is com- is committed by heterosexuals during their marriage. So just because I happen to be attracted to the opposite gender or the same gender at the same time, doesn't mean that you, who's lusting on someone else's, you know, opposite gender spouse, doesn't mean doesn't excuse you or doesn't mean yours is kind of less or whatever so absolutely I mean, hopefully I'm, I'm making some sense no no you are because you know that is an ongoing thing a lot of people you know shit on my relationship because i'm a polyamorous bisexual queer black woman mm-hmm. who is in a primary relationship as we say in polyamory who's in a primary relationship with men uh, with a man a white man but then mm-hmm. I also have been openly said, you know, I openly say how attracted I am to women that, you mm-hmm. know, at the end of the day, I'm still more attracted to women and people can't seem mm-hmm. to fathom that, you know, it's not the matter of I have to choose one because for me personally, that's why also I'm, I am polyamorous because it gives, it allows me to express myself in multiple ways to love myself and to love others and not repress my sexuality. I think that's what we do, too, is when someone comes out of the closet, you know, speaks their truth on their sexuality. The first thing someone will say is, well, aren't you dating so and so? So what do you mean you like women more? You're with this Mm -hmm. person, you know, and of course, there's the bi stigma of, you know, if you're married to a bisexual man or woman, you're not truly bisexual. You don't know what goes on behind closed mm-hmm. doors you don't know what type of arrangement or relationship i don't want to say arrangement because that makes it seem like a, a business transaction yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah, but yeah. you know you never know the type of relationship dynamics one has in theirs for me my boyfriend understands 1000 percent that if we were to ever break up my he's my life partner but if we were to ever break up i probably will not open myself to another man for the rest of my life i'm 32 i love that yeah i love that you own it but here's the thing i i I love that you own it what you just said to me people kill themselves for for not being able to and we talked about that that. and we talked about that in our people kill themselves so for me Yes, you own your SHIT. It's yours. Yes. It's your own. And kudos to you for coming at such a young age, for coming full circle and saying, you know what? This is who I am. You can either come along with me or I'm going to leave you behind. And that should be celebrated versus demonized. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And and then you toss in black women in the mix. And that's a special kind of sauce altogether. And some people just cannot take that. But truly, what the studies what the studies have shown is that majority of intense homophobes are actually closeted gays themselves, and so what they're dealing with is the fact that there's this person who is able to live their truth and all of all of it authentically. And here I am over here, and I can't do it, so I'm going to do my best to antagonize them. But you know what? It doesn't cost you a red cent. No. To love someone as they are and accept them as they are for who they are. Especially since studies have shown that children who have been shown support and acceptance do attempt and complete suicide less. Then why are we not embracing that? And you know what? I'm, I'm glad that you brought that up because I feel that in any... Uh, as children, we are so impressionable by the people surrounded by us. We we learn to hate and to dislike things by who we are brought up in the environment. And I think mm-hmm. the problem is, and I'm sure you can agree with because, you know, you work with these parents. But when you are 
repressing your child and imposing, you know, the religious beliefs. You are imposing mm-hmm. the fact that they have to live to a societal standard. That mm-hmm. adds more pressure of that child to become an adult and to find their own identity. So that by the time they do find their identity, they start having an identity crisis because yes. of how much pressure you put on that child. Or it might be too late. Yeah. I love what you said about children, though. Parents need to know that, number one, they are the most important and most influential. Those two things, they're the most important, but they are also the most influential. And parents here is loosely. Could be a caregiver. Could be, I don't know, an adoptive parent. You don't have to be biologic. Parents are the most influential and the most important. Those two eyes in the child's life. They need to remember that and also know that kids will go out of their way to impress their parents, to be accepted by their parents, to to make their parents feel proud of their of them. Kids do not ever want to disappoint their parents. They do not ever. So when your child comes out and then you find yourself saying, well, are you gay or are you not gay? Or, you know, it's because you're hanging out with so-and-so that you're gay. All of the myths. Or it's because you were sexually assaulted that you're gay. Or it's because, because you watch too much TV on the social media that you're gay. I want them to remember that no child will willingly choose a life on the left-hand side where they could be ostracized, they can become homeless, they can be killed versus a life on the right-hand side where it's like parents love you, no drama whatsoever, everything is no one willingly chooses that. No. You know what? I got to ask you this. Lil Nas X. A lot of parents look at him sideways because he's this gay rapper. Um, mm-hmm. Very controversial to some. I don't find Lil Nas X controversial. I find it. It's just that he, he has change the way gay artists can cross over in a very difficult music genre and I'm talking about hip hop hip hop is known for its homophobia hip hop is also known as the number one public enemy by parents so then when you have now this openly gay rapper every kid was bumping Old Town Road when it came out Mm. a few years ago. Then, Mm. you know, he came out with his Montero album earlier Mm. this year, or um, just last month, but the video Montero, uh, Montero, where he's lap dancing the devil, you know, they're saying he's promoting Satanism and he's promoting kids to be gay. What do you say to the parents out there that say that a artist or any... I hate to say his name, but Lil Bootsy is an, a rapper who has openly spread his homophobia, uh, homophobia all over the internet, including also with the baby, with their gay yeah. comments, you know, anti-gay comments saying that, yeah. you know, these gay artists like Lil Nas X, you're making kids, you're forcing kids to be gay. Yeah. What do you say yeah. to parents that may agree have you ever had parents or what, what is your take on it? Do you think that a gay artist influences mm-hmm. children to be gay? I think an artist influences children, period. When it comes to LGBT, again, going back to what I was saying, it, 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 there's, a, there's a sexuality aspect and then there's a gender aspect. I know for a fact that no matter how you try, you cannot make somebody become transgender as an example just just oh i'm just gonna i want to be a boy i mean it's just not it's counterintuitive and also if you're not sexually attracted to the same gender you're just not now that's aside little nas x is an artist if it's not little nas x in 2021 it is prince in the 90s or it's madonna in the 80s or it's I don't know. Um, I forget the name. Lil of Little Richard. Guitarist. What about Little okay, Richard? Li- thank you, Little Richard. Little oh, Richard. Yes. Oh, oh, you know, Jimi Hendrix. I mean, they're going to. F- I, I didn't say he's gay, but I'm just saying there's going to be an artist that is out there, mm-hmm. and this is their way of expressing their art. Whether Little Nas X was black or white, I don't listen to his music just because it's not my genre. Right. But I don't see anything. I actually, I like that he's putting it in people's faces because it's time. We cannot be going around skirting around this. Everybody knows 
that the Bible is incorrect <laughs> in in its in its in its tendency tendency to demonize. Everybody also knows that when Jesus was asked by his apostles, "What is the one commandment?" He said, "Love unconditionally." Mm-hmm. He didn't say your white neighbor versus your Jewish neighbor versus the Nigerian. He didn't say any of that. We all know those things. So I love little Nas X's approach in your face. And guess what? He's racking up. He's smiling and laughing all the way to the bank as you're hating him. Because the truth is, all of those people who are demonizing him, if you go and check in their closets, you will see that they have also engaged in same gender romance or same gender one thing or the other. Usually, those are the ones that speak the loudest because they have so much more to hide. Absolutely. Otherwise, just buy his music. You don't have to watch his video. Just or don't or don't buy his music. You know, I'm you, gla- know? you know, it cracks me up because it's like the ones who are complaining the most are the ones that say how much they do not go for gay culture. If you did not like the video, why did you, why do you choose to watch it over watch and over it. again exactly. to pinpoint to know all the tiny details exactly because you are also getting some erotic whatever from it absolutely I heard about the video something about blood and I just oh the to, blood just, the blood the blood was um he was going to be selling shoes Nike shoes with blood in it and they were saying well that's promoting um you know Satanism then the video I know what that, that means they, first of all, that means that that person knows about Satanism because I don't. So here's the thing. Water will always find its level. People will always find their tribe. When somebody is very, very curious about the gay community, you want to you wanna check that and find out why are they so curious? Because there's so many other things in the world that you could be curious about. Flowers, bees, I don't know, roofing. Uh, whatever, building roads, building mountains, Kilimanjaro, going to Africa. There's so many things you can be interested in. Why this? I'm like smiling ear to ear because, (laughs) honey, yes. But it's so, again, and then it brings it back. Why do we have to force people out of their sexuality? I didn't force you. You don't have to go up to a person and say, hi, I'm straight. I'm straight, exactly. I always say, this is my, hi, this is my straight neighbor. Right. But no, I don't say this. I say this is my neighbor. And you know Just what? Like I, I always say, this is my gay doctor. This is my doctor. Yes. Because their sexuality is truly 0.000001% of who they are. And if you choose to focus on me as the gay doctor, then you're going to miss out on everything else that I have everything. to offer. And you know what? That's a decision you have to make and live by. Absolutely. So my thing, yeah, my thing with the parent, just coming back to parents is I just always want the parents to think about the fact that number one, you are the most important person in your child's life. And number two, you are also the most influential. And quite frankly, your child just wants you to cook dinner or whatever is going on there. They don't want, oh, mom, I'm gay. Okay. Paint the whole house, rainbow colors, buy rainbow flags. No, it's more like, okay, mom, I'm gay. Okay. You know what? First of all, thank you so much for feeling safe enough that's the first thing mm-hmm. to thank the child for feeling safe enough to tell you because the child will never come out if they don't feel it's safe. But also kudos to you, parents, that your child comes out to you because that means you also created a safe space in your heart and in your home. And then the next thing is to ask the child a simple question. How can I support you through this? Because some kids don't want you to start telling everybody. Some kids want you to start telling them, I don't know what your child wants. So by asking them, how can I support you through this? And then the third thing is a D. The D is decide right away, right there, right that moment that you are going to be that child's cheerleader no matter what. So it's T-A-D. Thank the child, ask the questions, and then decide right there in that moment that no matter what it takes, I'm going to learn I'm going to figure it out. We're going to learn it together because your child is also scared. Your child is also anxious. Your child is also not not sure how you're going to take it. And maybe they've known for a long time. Maybe they know that your sister is a homophobe. Maybe they know that their siblings are homophobe. Maybe their dad is a homophobe. And they're needing you to be the one parent that's going to be like, you know what? 
I'm going to do this for my child. That's what I did with my own child. My ex-husband is very homophobic. Almost Nigerians are homophobic as they throw the Bible at you. So I'm like, I'm going to be the one Nigerian parent who is going to say, you know what? You have to come through me first. Mm-hmm. You have to come through me first. And once you do that, they will either, like I said, those people who mind don't really matter. And those who truly matter will not mind. So you know what? Let's go. That's right. Let's go. You have to, you know, I'm like bookmarking because you said so many good points and it brings me back to even when I tell people, okay, if we are going to talk about how the gay culture influences people to become gay, what does it say for straight culture and Mm. how it influenced us to be straight and narrow? Because, you know, what? I've never thought about it that way. And let, let me let me say something. The gays are obviously sexual minorities. They are the minority. So if you, Mr. Majority, is out there, you've been heterosexual your whole life, how come you were unable to influence the gays to become straight? Right. How come? Where, where is your power? You don't have it because the truth is, a person who is straight was born straight. A person who is LGBTQ plus IAP is also born that way. And just because your child doesn't come out to you until they're 47 doesn't mean that they have not known since they were 12. Like I had known since I was 12, but I came out at 42 because I, that was when I said, you know what? I'm coming out at 42. And if you don't like it, you can just go about your business because I'm going to keep coming out. As and I let's am. be honest, the probably one of the reasons why was probably because, you know, now you were able to be financially stable. You were more comfortable because you became your own person that you were able to come out at a later time. Because that's with most adults. Most adults didn't feel comfortable, you know, in a different time. 20 years ago, you mm-hmm. think about it. I mean, Stonewall, everything that has happened since, you know, the civil rights movement, all these things, we... It wasn't a time to come out. It wasn't a time to, there will never be a time. And so now it is, I feel like now it is more crucial because I think now we have more resources. We have more outreach than we did 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. And it's only by sharing our stories, by telling our stories and not necessarily angrily. No, no. Not necessarily angrily, but also you have to, the only way to, overcome a myth is to give you facts and continue to give you facts positive instance, I, positive yes. facts too let's not yes, yeah the fact that you know, facts is facts usually are positive in the yes. sense that it is the truth but you, you know? know what i mean but so, we also yeah. we have the tendency of going into you know fabricating these facts making it more traumatic that's why i get angry about with black media why is it that the most glorified shows on television show black people in a not so positive light or it's about a positive influence who gets assassinated it's not Mm -hmm. a positive (laughs) influence who is still living and breathing today you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i like that i like that there's only a handful but we can go Again, we can go through all the history, but when we think about LGBT, um, the gay community, the trans community, look at Pose. Pose was a great mm. show. I know it didn't last. You know it, they canceled it too soon, and they mm-hmm. rushed. They they ended it on such a yes, powerful, but I felt very tropey because you basically had to say, all right, well, a lot of these trans men and women succumbed drug addiction they had hiv and aids they you know succumbed to their sickness and illness but what about those of us who didn't i want exactly to look at that it's just like you know focusing on the little i mean yes there was a time when it was a pandemic but in today's world most people are coming out they're finding their tribes and they're living happily ever after. They're getting Absolutely. married. So why don't we focus on that, like you said, on the positive outcomes that are now beginning to overwhelm and overshadow the negatives? Why don't we do that? Why don't we put our energy into that? Because what you focus on is what gets bigger. So why don't we focus? But, you know, but what you're doing, for instance, having a show that's talking about it is a, is a, big, is a start. Is a start. I mean, last week I had my live podcast taping, and then the sheriff of San Antonio, Texas, Bear County, 
was my guest. He was there proudly supporting his elder, his lesbian daughter. Why can't we do that? And people were like, what? The sheriff? I said, yes, the sheriff. Just because he's a sheriff doesn't mean he cannot have a lesbian daughter and doesn't mean he cannot support her. So why don't we do, you know, show more people like that in positive lights versus the one or two who, yes, indeed, they succumb. But why don't you go back and ask a question, why did that child succumb to drug abuse and all that? It's because of trauma. Mm-hmm. It's still because of trauma. Look at what Dave Chappelle is doing, making a, a, a mockery of the whole thing. You know, I had respect for Dave, Ch- Dave Chappelle, but not anymore because... The, and then look how they're you know what that that's a know. that's that's a very hot topic and I'm, I'm glad that you yeah. brought that up because that was on my list i wanted to ask you on your take because i feel can I, I feel conflicted i really do i also know at the end of the day comedy and i think mm-hmm. people have been losing sight of this mm-hmm. comedy is meant to be triggering yes well to some extent especially if you Especially if you're making fun of yourself. And I listened to Gina Yashiri, a Nigerian um, comedian, when they asked her what is her take on it. And she said that, she said, look, it is art. Mm-hmm. It is creativity. And so I guess in that light, if I'm going to hold space and show grace to little Nas X, then maybe I should to Dave Chappelle. But Dave Chappelle came out swinging. He had nothing. He could have done his comedy on any other topic. He could have talked about, I still, he's always been funny and he would still be funny. You know, he looks funny for goodness sake. So he could have still done his comedy based on anything. But what, is that, done it. but what does right. that say about other comedians who have in the past have had their homophobic, transphobic comics? You know, we have our, we had our, you know, we had our Richard Pryor's. I hate to say it, Bill Cosby's, Bill mm. Murray, you know, hell, Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx and and uh, Tommy Davidson. They dressed mm. in, in drag and clearly they were making fun of in, oh, in that some movie, parts. The one movie that was a movie or something that they were I mean, there's together. several. There's several movies. I mean, mm. hell, you could even say that, you know, Martin Lawrence as Big Mama is in a sense some, you know, there were some transphobic comics in that. But that's so then, the then I too. Think, I think, yeah, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I hear you very, very well. There is a lot to be said about when you know better, you do better. Dave Chappelle is today. Mm-hmm. Today, as in now. Mm-hmm. We know a lot better. We look, um, rather, and we know a lot more today. I know a lot more today. The word non-binary did not come across my, my vocabulary until exactly one year ago. But once I learned that my child is non-binary, I learned everything I could about it. So what I'm saying is, Tommy Davidson, I think I was even a teenager or whatever when all those things came out. Now, you don't you don't see them doing it in today's America. Mm-hmm. So maybe they still harbor it in their hearts. A lot of people have come out and said, said something in the past and they came out and said, okay, I did not know. I apologize. I, me, Dr. Lulu, haven't always been supportive of the LGBT people in that sense. Even as I knew. That, you see, that's the thing because... We have been fed lies and been told lies that it's bad and you're going to hell. That's a powerful thing to tell a child. So what do you do? You do everything in your power to disown that part of yourself that is that's tending to be queer at all. Now, that was then. In today's world, I am fighting, which is why I say to parents whose family members do not support your kid, give them time. Mm-hmm. However, you have to decide how much time you're giving. It's all, your, the ball is in your court because you're the parent of the child. Give them time. Let them, for those who genuinely don't understand it, do your best to educate them. Like Continue having world, that conversation. Yes, you got to exactly. have those conversations. Don't close the door to them. But then you get to decide. Because again, even as I'm a coach, I'm not a coach for all parents of all kids because not all of them will ever agree to accept their kids. And I'm okay with that. For those who want to accept their kids, I will help you support yourself. Because that's the thing. I used to be a pediatrician for 30 years and I and I work with all kids. And even today, I still help with some, just a few mm-hmm. LGBTQ plus kids. But my focus now is more on the parents. Why? Because you need to put your mask on 
first. You need to get rid of that tightness in your chest. You need to get rid of that shame and blame and looking for the reasons why your child came out. Maybe you did something wrong. That part. Because truly you didn't. Mm -hmm. So I'm here to support you on your journey so that you can be that much more of a better parent for your kid. Because if you're broken, if you're hurting, truthfully, you cannot support your child well enough. That is the truth. So I'm here to help the parent who, number one, has accepted that they are a parent of a queer child. And number two, they have accepted their child. And then we can talk about how can I support you so that you can support your child. So that's the thing. A question was brought up to me by a listener and he wanted me to ask you this. And I know this might be a question on many people's minds. When do you think it's too late to be true to yourself? And I mean in the aspect of owning your sexuality, owning your identity, especially, you know, when you know your parents are, are getting older. I saw a thing where, you know, as a kid, you don't realize this, but you're watching your your parents are watching you grow, but you're also watching them grow and get grow older. older. Yes, that is true. So it's like for I don't, somebody, I, I, honestly, and yeah, he actually, I came out of fifty. Yeah, sorry, yeah, go I'm ahead. Sorry. And he also he also lives in San Antonio, so you know, again, <laughs> you're good. you're living in a red state, and you're making these bold statements, having guests like the sheriff, you know, speak out about something that a red state really still suppresses. Oh, let me tell you something. My state has gone to the next level. We're no longer red, but scarlet. Last week, just last week, they pushed pushed it all the way to the governor, the same governor who had pulled down the website for LGBTQ plus children where they could get help for suicide, for suicidal behavior. The governor pulled that down two weeks ago. And then mm. last week, they passed the, the anti-trans law as far as like girls playing sports. So Texas is definitely in a different realm now. But that said, that said, I don't think the day you die, if that's the day you want to come out, you can still come out. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get to give you a time. And also, I know, I, you see, coming out is multiple stages. You have to first come out to yourself. Mm. Come to that realization that, girl, you gay. <laughs> and then choose who you need to come out to but you see as an adult you get to choose as a child though they don't get to choose and that's one of the things that the sheriff said the sheriff said it so clearly he said look if you already know that your child is gay if you already have because most parents know honey trust i promise you most parents know if you already know make it easier on your child and start the journey already Start introducing, you know, pro-gay lingo. Start asking about maybe, start seeing gay people on TV, saying something positive about them. Start encouraging maybe LGBTQ plus books. Mm. Start encouraging attending pride events. Start, start suggesting flag. Start suggesting does your school have GSA? What are your thoughts about a child who is gay? Start introducing those so that your child will say, oh, oh it looks like my mom may not be homophobic. Because trust me, it is a huge load on their chest. Most of my clients tell me that the child does a complete 160. It becomes a, hu a different human being. They are now smiling. They are now laughing. They are now happy. Well, happiness is not 24-7 laughing. It is. It means that you are mostly content now mm -hmm. with life. And then you can now move into your next realm of life, which is maybe tackling bullying, bullying at school. But parents, I want you to start introducing maybe even a little rainbow flag. Just say, oh, you know what? A friend of mine gave me this. You know, what are your thoughts about it? Just to see what your child says. But coming out and saying, are you gay? We discourage that. Because if you come out, that's confrontational. And your child might say no. And if your child says no, that doesn't mean that your child is not gay. That might mean that your child is like, oh my God, I'm going to say no because I don't know if my mom is going to hit me upside my head or ask me to move out of the house. And I did that. You see, all of these things I'm saying, you know, they say smart people learn from people's mistakes, smart people learn from other people's mistakes. I did all these things. I asked my child, are you gay? And they were like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. What does that mean? I knew my child was gay when they were two. But, so, you, but why yeah. did that? But why did that? Well, you see the thing. Why did I ask that question? 
it wasn't to make me know because I already knew. Mm-hmm. So that's the wrong approach is what I'm saying. We need to stop pressuring approach. folks yes. out of, you know. Yeah, come out if you are. You're you going to come out on... It's a personal journey. Yes. And they might not be ready for ma- multiple reasons. Let them multiple experience. I, I always say, you know, let people experience things first. Because when we are told no as children... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We know this. You tell a child, no, you may not have a cookie. We've seen it in movies. We've seen it in real life. They do everything in their power, whether it go be going getting the step stool, you know, picking mm-hmm. some locks because you <laughs> locked the cookies up. Yeah. You know, yes. they will find ways. And I feel that the same way when we repress somebody or we pressure somebody to come out it might be too soon they may not even know where they stand Fully, yes, you gotta exactly. try you gotta try you know just like we you know we oh, don't force feed a, so we true. shouldn't be force feeding a child you know a certain food if they say no accept it at this I'm point i'm learning that now exactly but i'm nigerian in nigeria yes. oh my goodness Looking back, I'm like, oh my god, they will force the child, and the child is crying and right. crying and mucus, and choking. How is that? How, how is that? that child leave that experience in a positive light? Right. Like, and that's what we talk about childhood trauma. How does you that mean, show you that you hit, exactly? How does that show that child? you love yes. me? Even like when we say the simplest thing, like you know, as I've gotten older, we're we're now getting more and more treatment of consent. Think about it. Consent is not just in sex. Consent is everything in life. Yes. The kid, you know, we always say, go get grandma a kiss. No, I don't want to give grandma a kiss. Exactly. Because maybe grandma is the perpetrator. Right. That's a funny thing, you know. Or oh, you're going to your uncle's house. What do you mean you don't want to go to your uncle's house? He's your uncle. Yes. Right. I know he's my uncle. But I don't All feel the safe. Reason why, if I'm saying no, you should be asking yourself, why is this child saying no? That is one way, but also consent could be, you know, you don't get to tell me that my pronouns are not my pronouns. Thank you. Consent is also ownership and allowing the child to own their pronouns or own their new name. And you not making it about yourself when it comes to, oh, but that name means a lot to me. I know, mommy, it meant a lot to you. But it doesn't mean but anything not to, to me. me. Exactly. Or better yet, when you see a child experimenting with dolls or experimenting with nail, something as simple and innocent as nail polish. Mm-hmm. Let the child experiment with the nail polish. If they want to wear mommy's heels over daddy's loafers, let them wear the heels. That's exactly right. In my house, I have a picture of my eldest one t- when they were, I think, four, and the, the middleman child was two. Mm-hmm. And I asked them to go into mommy and daddy's closet and get this pick any shoe that they want to pick so I could take pictures of them. That picture is blown up in my house right now because my eldest picked my high heels mm-hmm. and my middle child picked his dad's shoes. Mm-hmm. Something as subtle as that. Something as subtle. Baby as steps. That. Baby steps. Yes. Don't disturb. Exactly, that was my child telling me that mom. I like women's shoes. Mm-hmm. And when they painted their nails, I again, I remember it as being supportive and letting them have my box of, of nail polish. But they remember it as me not being supportive and saying, why do you have your nails painted? Make sure you clean, your, you take off the nail polish before your grandma sees them. Right. I remember, I don't remember that, but my own child remembers that. So again, I'm not here as the perfect parent. I want people to know that I'm not here as the parent who's done everything right. I'm here as the parent who has not done enough things right. Therefore, I can guide you yes. so that you also don't have to do that. It's by the grace of God that I have a good relationship with my eldest child because we were really going head to head. It was like, they finally said, mom, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. And truly, if you're not willing to support me, then I don't know that I want to continue having a relationship with you. That blew my mind. That's what said to me about one year ago. Mm. They were like, mom, if you're not willing to support me through this, then you know what? I have no problem with cutting ties i mean not in as many words but that was the message yeah and i that i heard it loud and clear that was there i was like you know what i need to get with the program so i'm not here talking to you as so and this is a this is a woman <laughs> who knew that i was in a same gender marriage at that time knew that 
suicide is a high possibility in this case and still a piece of me was holding back so I'm, when i'm telling you that it's all about vulnerability i don't mind saying it because nobody's going to leave this world alive so you might as well live your life to the fullest and be honest and be authentic so i'm telling you my own true story that my own child the topic of my online course is mom is not about you that's my child's words it's not about you as the parent I love it. Before I let you go, first of all, Dr. Lulu, thank you so much for returning, coming back. And please, if people want to get in touch with you, this is this is about you right now. <laughs> where, where where can people get in touch with you? Where can they follow you? Um, do you have any upcoming events, whether it be in person or any webinars? Please, this this is about you now. Oh, thank you so much. First of all, thank you for reinviting me. I think it says a lot when someone gets when you when a person gets reinvited to come to a show. That's number one. And number two, thank you for holding space for those out there who needed to hear this conversation today because I think it was a beautiful conversation. Parents and children alike, and also allies, because you also have to come out as an ally. See what I mean about coming out. We have to come out as an ally because some allies are afraid. In Ghana today, there's a bill that they're trying to pass that would not even allow you to be an ally. Mm. In Nigeria today, there's a law that will send you to jail if you so much as, you know, are friendly or trying to be an ally. So there are countries where people get killed for having this conversation that we're having right now. Facebook pulled down my video mm. that had gotten 150,000 views because in that video I pulled up up to a policeman that had pulled the one a white policeman in Texas that had pulled up one solitary black boy pulled him over and was searching him alone in the highway in Texas everybody was going at 90 miles an hour I told my child make a U-turn he made a U-turn and I pulled up behind the policeman I said sir that's my son, is what I said to him. In the end, he didn't find anything in the kid's car. He let the kid go and came up to me and said that that was a brave thing that I did. I did it because I'm a black woman and that was a black boy. And that boy could have been my son. And the best thing about it is when the kid was leaving, he came up to me and said, Auntie, are you Nigerian? Mm. I said, yes. He said, my parents are also Nigerian and they live in Houston. So when I say that that kid was my son, that kid turned out to be my son because he's a Nigerian kid. So it, it says a lot to be fearless and be an ally. You're not always going to have it easy, but neither did Martin Luther King. He had a dream and he was not afraid to say he had a dream and today we're here. So don't be afraid to be an ally. Don't be afraid to be a supporter of your kid. Don't be afraid. But if you have any trouble doing that, I have a free webinar coming up on Thursday this week. It's called Three simple steps to supporting your LGBT plus child. Three simple steps to supporting your LGBT plus child. That's Thursday the 28th. And where, where yes, can they find this at? It's on my website. It's on my Facebook. It's on my Instagram. And so my website is dr-lulu.com. And, um, and then if that's a prelude to my eight-week online intensive program where I work with you on my three, three B framework, because I have three boys, so I go with three B. So the first B is the basics. We go through what the lingo is. What are all those LGBTQ plus IAP? How, how old is too young? How young is too old? All of those things. What are the myths that you've heard? And then we talk about building. The second B is building you up. So we're going to go through your fears. What are the things you're afraid of? What are the things that are making you anxious? What's keeping you up at night? Where your, where your child being LGBTQ plus is concerned. And then the third B is becoming, becoming that parent that your child needs and not the other way around, your child becoming the adult that you want is you becoming the parent that your child needs. We're going to go through love languages, for instance, affirmations. What do you need? Who do you need to become? What are the changes you need to make in your mindset to become? Because you as a parent, you're going to get ostracized as well. You need to be ready for that. So we're going to go through all of that in the eight-week online intensive. And that starts on the 5th of November. So thank you so much for the space. I really, truly 
appreciate it. And if all of that doesn't help you, I have a free Facebook group called Positively Parenting Your LGBTQ Plus Child, which I started in January and we just crossed 2,000 members this past week. So people are coming out and supporting their kids. Thank you so much. Had to give mm-hmm. snaps on that. Dr. Mm-hmm. Lulu, momstrician, just healer, coach, educator. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for coming onto the space. And again, if you missed any of those links, I have them down. You're going to be linked directly to Lulu on the the episode description um, yes. at dr-lulu.com also ask and you got to spell it out dr lulu on instagram i would promote twitter but twitter (laughs) got i I am permanently banned i saw that it doesn't make any sense no that's what i'm saying but i was trying to say the same thing about the little kid yeah when they see you doing good it's a racist algorithm it just is well i was i was banned permanently because my they they like to protect um harassers someone, I saw that. someone I saw that. digitally was, has been harassing me for five years which is a form of abuse okay. y'all and he got me permanently deleted for protecting myself for oh protecting my. myself and no one at twitter so again earbuds if you're looking for me on twitter wow. ms radio sapphire does not exist if there's somebody who's trying to take my identity that's not them that's not me report their asses if any earbuds wow. out there if any fans of Dr. Lulu out there know anybody at Twitter, please, please, please directly contact me at Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram at Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. And of course, Sapphire's Earplay at gmail.com. I will put that in the bio as well. But I'm really trying to fight against this because that is major prejudice. Yes. Stop sending bots over to protect harassers. Yes. Stop That's it. Unfortunate. I'm sorry about that for all this work. But thank you again. Thank you so much for having me over. Um <clears throat> just let me know if you I don't know, if you need if you want me to talk again. I also talk about just mental health in the entrepreneurs, you know, women, immigrant women, women physicians, burnout, all of that. So just let me know if you ever if your your guest ever stands you up and you need a filler, just let me know. Love you, Lulu. I I adore you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Earbuds, remember that safe sex is the best hot sex. And we will be back in November. I'm pulling up the calendar. I know I should have that ready to go. But we will be back on November 7th. And it's going to be another great episode. I'm going to hold it until then because, you know, I like to do big reveals. So make sure you are following Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram at Ms. Radio Sapphire on Instagram. And that's S-A-P-P-H-M-S-R-A. You know, I don't even need to put it out there anymore. I can't (laughs) talk. I'm done. I'm done. Today was a great episode. Earbuds, I'll catch you November 7th. We're going to come back bigger than ever as we always do. Until then, good night. That was the show, all you sexy motherfuckers out there. Remember to follow at Ms. Radio Sapphire and Sapphire's Earplay on Instagram. Want some eargasms of the past and future? Make sure to follow on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all streaming platforms.